We have Lisa Lanier, our official attorney. She joins us normally on Fridays. We're off tomorrow. I'm off to uh, sleep away Camp Crystal Lake for the Friday the 13th camp. So Lisa's agreed to join us a day early. Awfully nice of her for Lawyer Up. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Doing very well. Hey. Thank uh, you. Got a few hey. stories A few stories here. I'm going to add one here. We haven't even, it wasn't even on the docket when we started, but earlier we heard from this woman and she had a fish in her apartment. And I guess someone went in there and figured out, oh, she has a fish. So they're going to charge her as if she had a pet. So she's angry at her landlord. So tell me why my apartment complex tried to charge me two fifty for a fish as a pet fee. Mind y'all, let me show y'all the fish tank. Two point five gallon fish tank. Am I tripping? So it's basically like two milk jugs. Is she indeed tripping? Now that's the question. <laughs> Can, Definitely tripping. She's tripping. Can they charge her two hundred fifty dollars for a pet, even if the pet is a fish, which is essentially a bowl of water on the counter? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. So. Uh, when your lease says no pets, fish, you know, fish are pets. They sell them at pet stores. You buy them as a pet. They're a living thing. I know that sounds ridiculous, but a lot of apartment complexes actually go into a lot of detail and will say, um, you know, aquariums of a certain size. And a lot of them will allow a small one like she has. A lot of them will go all the way up. I think it's to 50 or 55 gallons. The problem, the, re- the problem from the landlord's perspective is that aquariums can cause problems. They can leak. They can uh, be very heavy, and you know, depending on the uh, where how big they are, you know, they can actually cause problems structurally because um, you know the load bearing is only so much. If you have some huge aquarium or multiple aquariums, like some people do, but mainly it's the water damage mm-hmm. that they're concerned with. So it is definitely a pet, and I, I get it. She's got a tiny little fish, you know, and she's upset. And she's tripping. But. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's, she is tripping. And so she will be paying. The she fee. will have to pay two hundred. Yeah. I think I would. You might. flush Goldie or to pay the extra two fifty. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Be your straight talker. I'm not, I am a straight talker, but you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I. That's private. What I would do. You know, what I'd do. I'd take him to my office. I would take him to my place yes. of business. Exactly. Relo- rehome him. If they don't mind. Relocate yeah. him and have him in my office as a fish. Who, who feeds the fish when you're on vacation? Yeah, who feeds that week? I have to, well, I'll give him a, an extra dose on Fridays until I get back on. <laughs> it kills him. Just give him a look. I used don't to have know. a fish tank upstairs, right? Didn't, didn't a, a co-worker? Angie had a fish tank. It was beautiful. Yeah, but... but like they had a, she hired a professional to come in and clean it and feed these animals. So this was an enormous. It was. Tank. It was a big fish tank. I thought the cleaning crew fed them on the weekends. I thought, like cleaned the uh, building. I thought they just sprinkled a little food in there. I don't bit. know that they did. Maybe they did. Maybe she had somebody. These were saltwater fish. This was a nice tank. Yeah, it was a, it was beautiful, yeah. beautiful, like a showroom. Right. Back when people went to work. Yeah, she brought. She'd I think go a couple of days without food. Yeah, well, I think so too. Now, if you're off for a week, that's one thing. But two days, you know, yeah, not that bad. Right. There's another animal story here. Uh, a woman in Thornton, Colorado. Her name is Marianne Strach. She says for many years she has been helping turkeys cross the road as they. And, and there's a busy road near her home. And she says people really appreciate this. The road has built up more and more. The area has built up more and more. So she helps them cross the road at night, and she does it every night, and everybody loves it. So I try to help the birds to be safe as well as I feel that I'm helping the motorists as well. As a matter of fact, most of the people really um, seem to enjoy the birds. And they really appreciate me being out here helping the birds and I think, you know, again, helping the motorists. 
that's Marianne there, and she says, "Yes, yeah, so people love when people stand in roadways as birds walk across them." There in front are of them. there are a bunch of turkeys that, and they roost in her trees. That's where they sleep. Unfortunately, when she was out there a week ago, somebody came by her, and she said came too close and blew the horn and was not kind to her. So she took a stick, which she was helping the turkeys with. And bop, her turkey stick. Her turkey stick, and she bopped the back of the woman's windshield. Well, you can't bop a car. Well, she did, and she said it was innocuous, but the woman got out and insisted on calling the police. She insisted on calling 911 and having the police come out, and then we were all detained out here for about two and a half hours. Wow, two and a half hours. What? She said it was a complete what? waste of time. She said it was a waste of time and everybody's energy because everybody's on her side. These birds need to come across. All I did was give her a gentle love tap on the back of the mm, of the window. About that. And Crossed she, the line, turkey lady. Uh, she says she's doing good work. All creatures, you know, people and animals, have the right to a safe and peaceful life. And she said she will continue. Well, no to one's be. disputing that, but you can't hit cars. She'll come out. That she'll yeah, continue. Hit cars with your turkey's dead. No, no, no. Is she okay? <laughs> is she going to be in some trouble for doing this, Lisa, is the question. Well, she and the motorist were both cited with disorderly conduct. And it's, it was just a scene right out of Mayberry. You know, you can, can you see, yeah. you know, yeah. when yeah. the two the two ladies are going at it out there. I mean, they were screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. The community has rallied behind the turkey lady. They say there's been mm-hmm. a lot of development in the area. And these local folks are like, look, you know, these, these turkeys are having a hard time because of all the traffic now from the development. Mm-hmm. And they're getting hit and, and causing dangers. So she's coming out there, and there's a certain – at night, they always cross to go roost. Mm-hmm. And so she just helps them this once a day to get back to where they roost. And, uh, yeah, but she could have actually been charged with assault, you know, by hitting hitting a car with a stick. And, you know, you can't do that. And I'm surprised that they were actually just both charged. And um, there's been so much support for the turkey lady that um, people are going to pay her fine for her, and they're all coming to court with her. When wow. the date comes up, and yeah, it's kind of wow. she's a popular lady there in that old town. They love. So there's no GoFundMe for the motorist. No, just no, just, no. Just, just the turkey lady. Yeah, they both get they both get charged. That those penalties don't offset. <laughs> no, no. Offsetting foul. Continue <laughs> with the turkey. Go ahead and uh, you'd go back to your turkey. Yeah. You quit yelling. Right. <laughs> Offsetting fouls. Replay, Replay second half. Replay the turkey crossing. <laughs> well, you know this hits close to home because recently I was in a grocery store parking lot. And now I want you to get this right. I was leaving, so I was I was aiming toward the grocery store, and I was turning right onto the main thoroughfare. And coming to my right was a woman crossing the road, and I didn't let her go. I went ahead of her, and she didn't like that. And probably I was in the right. I should have let her go ahead and cross, but I didn't. And she tapped the back of my windshield. She she gave me the like what's up, and then she tapped the back of my windshield. Mm, yeah. Was that illegal for her to tap the back of my windshield, Lisa Lanier? Yeah, I mean, she, you know, you you cannot um, hit someone's car, and that's, you know, it, she could have gotten into trouble for that. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, and these days, like Turkey Lady, she hits the wrong, she hits the wrong car, she's gonna get shot. That's right. That's yeah. the thing. You don't want to do that. Now, what if Kelly did not yield the right of way? Because oftentimes in parking lots, pedestrians are given the right of way. That's and and coming out of a, a, a driveway, I mean, if you'd have hit her, well, but she wasn't. Pedestrians there, have the right of way. But though. she wasn't there yet. She How was, close was she to you? 
I'd say arm's length. She hit my car. <laughs> oh, was she? <laughs> sounds like he was just being impolite. Would, either I, way. That's right. I was yes. being impolite. You're being rude. That's either right. Way, she, either way, it's vigilante of these people to strike a car. It, it is vigilante. Could a judge ask now, is she older than you? <laughs> she was older yeah. than me. She was older than me. Yeah, she gets the right away. She was creeping along. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I could beat her plus. Yeah, but if she's 35, I, go. Well, I went. Drive. I went. She was probably 70. Oh, Kelly. Is she spry? Oh, Kelly, now it's looking more somewhere. Spry for 70. Run her down, never too old to learn a lesson. That's right. Spry for 70. She had her cane. Uh, She's fine. Exactly. She's three-legged. She may have hit me in the back of the car with the cane. I don't know what she hit me with. I almost made a citizen's arrest. You said I should have made a citizen's arrest. You're right, Lisa. That is like something out of Mayberry and exactly the same type thing that happened to me. This is more celebrity now. Uh, This is a celebrity case. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of Kiss are being sued now because in October of 2021, a guitar tech for Kiss, Francis Stuber, died a couple of days after contracting COVID while on tour with Kiss in October of 2021. They say... Uh, the family says that COVID started spreading amongst tour personnel two months earlier when Paul Stanley himself got the virus and COVID kept spreading due to lax safety policies on tour. They said they didn't do much except say quarantine in your hotel room if you had it. Other than that, they had very few protocols in place. So the family is saying, in effect, the KISS crew caused the death of this guitar tech now, Lisa, were they required to have stricter protocols, and are they in trouble here? Could they have a, have to pay this family? So it's going to come down to a question of fact about how we you know how were the safety protocols uh, implemented, and because this happened in California, there's both state and federal protections, and typically employers are not liable for an employee contracting COVID as long as during the height of COVID they had, like in California, they require that you follow just reasonable safety protocols. Mm. And and KISS uh, became kind of well-known during COVID for being very pro-vaccine and very, and they say that, I mean, they they actually announced at one of their tours that uh, anti-vaxxers were like the the devil or something or the enemy. I forget what they, what they said, but um, they were very much, and they, they required the people on their crew to show proof of vaccination. They required masking. So they had a lot of safety protocols. It sounded like, they what they claim is that a lot of the crew members faked their COVID vaccine cards, and what what happened here was this guy he became sick, and when when a member would become sick, they would ask them to quarantine in their hotel room until they were better. And this is during that time when even where people were vaccinated, they were getting the Omicron you know variety, and they were just having like Paul Stanley was seen in the press saying, "Look, I just have the sniffles, no big deal. Thank goodness I'm vaccinated." That kind of thing. So they were definitely, you know, they publicly made their COVID protocols known. Whether they followed them will come down to a question of fact. And the fact that this guy died in two days, what I wonder is, you know, sure he had COVID, but was that really the cause of death? And can they prove that? Because that's a pretty rapid, you know, death from COVID. Yeah. Mm, It takes a couple of weeks to die from COVID. Oh, that's a great point. Just by you saying that, I think the family will have a hard time proving, you know, they might be able to say he died of a heart attack or something else, you know. Interesting. How do you quarantine when you're on tour? I know. What are you supposed to do? They put him in because he's actually his family is suing Marriott Hotel too because they quarantined him in his room in his hotel room, and uh, he's suing Live Nation. He's suing Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, 
And they're saying that nobody checked on him, that that was the problem. It took two days for somebody to check on him, mm. including hotel staff. So that's why they're mm. – I don't think they had a duty to check on the guy. I don't either. Mm. If, if you've got COVID and you're quarantined in your hotel room, is the hotel responsible no. for checking? They, they certainly – they weren't doing housekeeping, remember that? Right. They wouldn't even do it. Why would right. they? I mean, in this case, well, who would want to go in Unless there? If you got COVID, nobody wants to catch it, and you want to sleep. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I mm. think they have an uphill battle here, this family. Yeah. This is a, a similar story to Turkey Lady now. It's about helping animals cross the road. Dylan Picard, who's 22 years old, said he was frightened when he saw someone uh, approach his car on a roadway. This is in Sonomish County, Washington. Happened a while back. The 22-year-old had a gun in his vehicle and shot the man who was approaching his Jeep Cherokee. The man approaching the Jeep Cherokee was simply trying to help deer cross the road, which he had done before. And his wife says there was no way there was any threat there. He was trying to get deer out of the way so cars could pass by. Well, the owner of the gun and the Jeep Cherokee here says, oh, no, I, f- I felt like a real threat here. So he shot him in the chest and killed him. I mean, it really turned tragic. So what you he said— didn't put his— uh... The dead body across the roof of the front of his car, and we don't know that. Drive home and mount the head. That would have mount the head in his house. That would have been tacky. Sure. Tell us, Lisa. Now, does this guy have a chance here by saying I felt I was in fear because someone was approaching my car at night? What do you think? No, he's been charged with second degree murder now, and he fled the scene. This guy was, and his his claims were debunked by a store surveillance video that was located by police officers shortly after. So this guy, he's an off-duty corrections officer. He and his wife, these deer are struggling to cross the road. So she's flagging traffic in one direction. He's flagging traffic in the other. The man in this Jeep says that he claims that the wife reached into her purse for a gun. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons he says he was afraid that and the man approaching his vehicle. But then the police video, the police obtained this video from the store nearby. And the woman didn't even have a purse. Oh, so man. Really, yeah. And he fled, and he was apprehended, I think, the next day. And, mm. you know, like, well, I was afraid, but, you know. That's tragic. Like, what a, what yeah. a tragedy, you know? Why are you doing that? Just guys trying to get deer across the road. Yeah. And then look what winds up happening. And the poor turkey lady had the same type thing happen to her, you know? Yeah, she did road. whack the car, though. She whacked the car, yeah. She was the one that instigated that when the turkey lady was. Stay out of the road. That's true. Too many people, I think. It's 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 unfortunate, but I mean, the turkey lady's going to wind up getting hit if she's not yeah. careful, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or worse. Yeah. This case, it took four years to resolve. Just wanted your comments on why it would take so long. A guy named Michael Arnold, who's 65, and we've talked about this story a couple of times now, up in uh, New York State, uh, was allegedly stalking a woman who he met in a restaurant. He ordered soup and fell madly in love with her. The soup made him fall in love. Apparently. <laughs> so They make movies like this. Yeah, right. like this. Her name is Cassie Willits, and she's 42. He's 65. She wouldn't have anything to do with him, so he took his single-engine Cessna plane and flew it over her house multiple times, had photographs of her, and dropped tomatoes on her vehicle and in her yard. <laughs> But he responded to that by saying, I don't even know this woman. I fly my plane over to take pictures, and I thought she might like tomatoes for her salads. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> after that soup. For a summer salad, you know. They finally arrested him after four years, and he had photographs of her. He says, that's ridiculous. I don't even know this woman. Why do you think it took so long, and what will happen now? Because this woman says she's afraid for her life, and the mayor of the town says everybody's afraid. They don't know what his mental state is. What do you think? Yeah, this guy's pretty crazy. I mean, he actually, uh, he went really, really far. Like you said, he he is a retired merchant marine. He's a pilot. 
she owns a little restaurant in this cute little town in New York. And he comes in, falls in love with her. She, he immediately starts sending her these naked images of himself tied up with these groups of women. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, no, 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 no. And she, re- she politely rejects him. Mm-hmm. And then he just becomes obsessed. And she was, she was going through, her husband was dying from colon cancer. Ooh. And he's, he made threats. He did all kinds of things besides the flyover. I mean, he made all kinds of threats against her husband, her daughter, adult daughter, against her um, he wrote all kinds of awful stuff on the husband's uh, obituary page online. Mm. It was just he and he did all sorts of harassing behavior toward her in addition to these flyovers. So he would fly over really low several times a week, rattle the house, like you said, drop things on the house, take all kinds of pictures. So they had several restraining orders against him, but they would usually not include flyovers. And I think that it's pretty unusual for a restraining order to include, yeah. and I think they, they worry a little bit jurisdiction-wise whether they can prohibit, and the FAA wouldn't do anything. So finally, they get a restraining order against him that includes the flyover. But you know, I mean, these people, when they're this nutty, they violate these things. So it just it, it remains to be seen. He was most recently arrested though by the FBI because he's become so scary, and he he was. He realized that with the flyover, they would nab him more likely if he flew from the New York airport. So he went to a Vermont airport, and they were waiting for him there. Wow. And, uh, wow. So when he landed after his last flyover with her, they arrested him. But so I would be you – know, if I was her, though, I'd be worried that if as soon as he gets out of jail, which will be who knows how long, yeah. I'd still be worried. It, yeah, yeah. If, if you were her attorney, would you advise her just to move somewhere else? I mean, you know, she owns a restaurant in the town. It's not like she can really, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, her whole life is wrapped up in that. So I, I don't think she can move. And it's really, move it's him. really unfortunate. A lot of these people keep going, you know, and he keeps getting worse too. You know, and, yeah. and who does it? Yeah, move him. Send him to Florida. Gitmo. Yeah. yeah, send yeah. him to send him to Gitmo. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. What, what do they call that? The when they send people off, they change their identity, and uh, that's the witness protection. Yeah, put that's him. In. Do protection. that for criminals. So, yeah, make him go. <laughs> with, yeah, change make, his identity for change. Make that's him right. Do that exactly. And uh, one more quick story. I know you saw this. The Texas Pete lawsuit has been dismissed. We talked about that a few times. A guy in California bought Texas Pete. And then said, hey, wait a minute, this isn't made in Texas, and was suing because it's made in North Carolina. And that lawsuit has been dismissed. Not a surprise, right, Lisa? Well, the interesting thing is, the way it's dismissed was a little bit of a surprise because the judge refused to dismiss it. But the plaintiff, the victim, the alleged victim, has dismissed it and dismissed it without prejudice, which means he can refile it. Oh, really? So it's not... Yeah, it's not, it's not exactly a done deal, but what he says is that he was being harassed by the um, Texas Pete legal team and that members of his family were being harassed. <laughs> and what, what he's referring to is he is a frequent flyer in the class action litigation mm-hmm. uh, realm. He has he sued several other, as a named plaintiff in class action, several other large companies, including Kroger. Mm-hmm. And what they're accusing him of, both Kroger and Texas Pete, they're accusing him of being caught up in the one of these um, schemes, it's called a capper scheme, with a law firm where they they generate plaintiffs in class actions or other types of litigation where they wouldn't ordinarily sue. They they you know sort of create lawsuits. Hmm. So he says these accusations, and he's I think his um, friends and relatives are being subpoenaed and um, and questioned about this capper scheme 
And so he got scared and, and upset and dismissed everything. Oh, very interesting. Good. Don't mess with Texas Pete. Yeah, I guess so. Boy, they, they came after him, didn't they? Wow. Yeah, they good for did. Pete. Good for him. Interesting. Don't mess with Texas Pete. Yeah. That's right. Wow. There it is. A day early. Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program, president of LanierLawGroup.com. Beautiful work. IraHeavyweight.com as well. Great work on all those cases today, Lisa. And thanks for doing it a day early. Absolutely. Y'all have a great long weekend. You too. Thank you very much. There she goes, our official attorney of this program. Let's play some put-up-or-shut-up rock and roll trivia. Throwback Thursday now. Caller number 16 Mm -hmm. is a player. Ten questions about music and rock and roll trivia. First for you, then for Chris Depp. Whoever gets more right is the winner and takes all of his cash. Biggie says this is going to be a pretty good game for Chris Tim. you got to know your stuff. How yeah. much money do you have? Same as yesterday. 40 bucks. $40 for caller 16. You are a player next on the Two Guys Named Chris Show.